What is up, everybody? This is Brayden from Flint Mastering, and I am the host and content curator of the Mixing Music Podcast exclusive episodes. And today we have for you an exclusive archive, which means you're going to hear an exclusive episode that DK and I recorded almost a year ago. You're going to have the chance to hear what our exclusive episodes are all about and how much fun and learning goes on between me and DK as we discuss technical tips and important techniques in relation to producing music mixing and mastering. If you enjoy this episode and you'd like to be a part of the exclusive content we provide twice a week, you can do so by heading over to mixingmusicpodcast.com forward slash exclusive. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we couldn't do this podcast without you. I hope you enjoy this episode of the exclusive archives. And with that, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. friends and welcome back to yet another exclusive subscriber only episode of the mixing music podcast i'm your host for today and until the end of the year brayden from flint mastering and the guy who is not joining me today is a little bitch daddy dk too tired to record just kidding uh he joined for a second and looked absolutely exhausted so we're giving him a pass this week but good news folks it will be me and none other than the legendary mix engineer himself James Dean. Uh, What's up, James? Hey, Pasa, y'all. I feel honored to be here and to get such a great intro. Absolutely. And uh, honestly, I might start introducing you as Jimmy Dean every time because it's what's on your camera and it. It's just so funny to me. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what teachers, all my teachers called me that growing up. And it's funny because like they oh, really? each came to it on their own. Like I don't think it was like they talked about it. And it wasn't on the roll or anything? It said James Dean and they just started calling you Jimmy Dean? Yeah, yeah. James Dean Perisher somehow will just come up and it's always that moment of like, wait, your name James Dean? I'm like, yeah. And then it's usually like a week or two later, they'll like be like, ah, Jimmy Dean. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Cool. Well, um, we are going to go ahead and get right into this clip. James has has selected some... Excuse me, had to burp. James has selected some really great clips for this week. Uh, the first one we're going to start with is from Bob Horn. I'm sure that you all have heard DK and Lou talk a lot about Bob Horn. He is a phenomenal mix engineer out in LA. He's super, super kind, super willing to share, super willing to help. Um, from what I understand, he basically has just let DK and Lou come over anytime to learn how to mix, watch him do mixes for huge artists and clients and stuff like that. Um, and I think Bob has a couple Grammys to his name, so he definitely knows what he's doing. Uh, and we're going to learn a really cool parallel drum trick from Bob today. So without further ado, Bob Horn, roll the tape. In the next 90 seconds, hopefully, I'm going to show you my parallel drum trick. Okay, parallel drums, here we go. I have three aux returns all set to the same input, and all of my drums, kick, snare, hat, toms, shakers, anything, they're all going to those three auxes. The first one is my pure aux, the second one my compressed aux, and the third one my dirty aux. So the pure one, obviously no plugins, no processing. The compressed one, I have the Arctic Acoustica compressor, very good sounding compressor. 
the UAD 1176 LN and an L2 uh, Pro L2 just to catch the peaks. Then on the dirty, I have a SSL waves just really smashing, you know, slow attack, fast release. This is the ultimate pump going into an oven, which is really pushed, lots of graininess, distortion. EQ just to kind of clean up some of the frequencies after the extreme compression and distortion. And then a Pro L2 really smashing just to kind of glue it all together and make it extra smashy. So that allows me to balance these three and get a better vibe than just the plane. So here is the plane box. Here's the compressed. And here's the dirty. So all three together, we get something a little more interesting than just the pure. Happy mixing. Alrighty, James. So this this is a cool parallel drum trick that I've never seen anyone do. Obviously, it's like pretty straightforward, but I haven't seen anyone set it up like this. So he does three aux returns with the same input. He's got a pure aux, a compressed, and a dirty aux, which he says allows him to balance the three aux tracks and gives him something a little more interesting than just the pure drums. So James, give us your thoughts on this. Tell us why you selected this clip and uh, talk to us about this parallel drum trick. So this one stood out to me because usually what I've seen and what I've done with a parallel drum is just one aux, and that's the one where you just smush it to death with a compressor, maybe put a limiter on it too. Um, but I think what stood out about this one is really cool is that he has one track that's just smushing it, and on that track he has like pretty much like two compressors and one limiter to kind of finish it off. Um, and an EQ, of course, in the in there. And then he has one just for distorting the, the drums and kind of giving it that gritty sound. Um, I've never messed with uh, doing that second parallel before, but it was really cool to hear because each of them individually sounded good. And then when he played all three of them together at the end, it was like, oh, whoa, that like that hits pretty hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's such a it's such an interesting thing because like um, I feel like everyone has their own way to do a parallel drum. Um, but it kind of shows that you could be creative with it and you don't have to just stick with one way of doing it. Like it's, he probably came to that by just experimenting and messing around and be like, Ooh, I like how this sounds. Yeah, for sure. This is definitely the first time I've seen someone do three aux returns on the same input for a parallel drum track. Cause I think most people do what you were talking about where you just do one and then you just smash the shit out of it with whatever compressor you're using. Um, especially in my case in mastering, I don't really do an aux track. I just use some tools that are like parallel compressors that I just put on the track itself, but they, uh, it's ba it basically does what we're talking about, just smashes the track, and then I just blend it in. Um, so I, I personally would never do this, but also, like I said, in mixing, I've never seen anyone do this either. So I think it's something really unique and interesting that our listeners could check out. Is this something that you personally have tried so far? Not the distortion one. I have... Um, uh, or actually, I, I guess a way to put it is I haven't done a separate parallel with, like, just for distortion. I have done, like... I've taken the limiter, the one that's just uh, squished to death, and I would put distortion at the end of it, and that's worked out pretty cool. Um, something cool. I do want to point out that you kind of you see more in the video um, is when he pulls up the EQ that he does like um, 
on both of them, he is cutting or like kind of dipping the low end. So something I think that's important to be cautious of is sometimes, especially with a kick that has a lot of bass in it, um, squishing it could kind of bring out that woof that's at the end of it. So I think that's something to be just cautious of when you're doing it. And there's different solutions. You can hopefully just EQ out that the end wolf, or you might have to just set the um, release time uh, differently so that it, it takes care of that. Um, but yeah, just be cautious of that when doing a parallel kick. Or he also did, I think, his snares and hi-hats in there too, which I actually have not done yeah. hi-hats in parallel either. Yeah, that was cool. It looked like he, or it's not looked like, I didn't see it, but hearing it, it looked, I keep saying it looked, it sounded like he was doing the whole drum set or most of the drums, not just like the kick and snare, which I feel like is what most people do. Um, So you were saying in the clip with the dirty aux, he's just putting distortion on it? Yeah, he has like different types of uh, distortion that he puts on it. And I think he did a form of compression on it too um, and EQ. Um, so yeah, I think that was and like, he, Oh, go ahead. I, I can't remember. Did he put the limiter on the dirty track or on the compressed track? Ooh. Oh, okay. Off the top of my head, I think he still put it at the end of the dirty track. Okay. Yeah. And in the clip, so the, it, was, so, it was quite a bit of gain reduction that the limiter was doing. It was being squished to death. So he, um, he, he's got the pure one going into the compressed one, going into the dirty one, and then puts the limiter at the end of the dirty one. So it's limiting like the whole aux chain. Is that correct? Yes. From what I remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. And um, just want to make sure. And something uh, that I do, I guess, is kind of a side tip with it uh, that kind of is along the same lines in terms of parallel compression, because I know you guys have talked about it a lot on the show. Um, something that I do that I haven't heard of anyone else doing is when I get a two track to mix, I'll actually run it through Isotope RX. And, um, there's a thing that you could do where you take out just the drum track and have it be its own stereo track. Um, and I'll put that as like a drum parallel with the two track itself. So I would kind of have that parallel drums just by themselves and I would squish them and do all the parallel stuff with that. And I've noticed that's kind of helped bring the drums out of a two track. But that is something to be cautious of, too, because depending on how well RX could separate them, there might be some phasing issues and it just won't work. Um, oh, but if there okay. aren't, it, it actually has been like a, I've gotten really good feedback on mixing two tracks about how much louder and how much harder I can make the the drums hit. Nice. That's a really cool idea. You're like the the wizard of using ozone and RX to make tracks cooler. <laughs> I feel like every every time we have an episode like we did the one about the vocals where you can where we learn from Nick where you can like split it out and then figure out the reverb. Now we've got one with drums like you're the master of using ozone to enhance people's two tracks. That's Dude, really cool. <laughs> ozone and RX I feel like are underutilized. They are they are some of the coolest plugins. They do so much more than people think. Oh, duh, RX. I kept saying Ozone. Is it Ozone yeah. that you do that with or RX? Um, so the, the separating itself, I do with RX, but got it. this isn't technically uh, parallel, but when I do get two tracks, um, uh, I don't remember the specific name. It's like Ozone Master Rebalance. I'll put that oh, okay. on the two track and like turn up the drums a little bit. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, DK is a big fan of the Master Rebalance. Yeah, dude, it is clutch. So. It is clutch. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I think that's a great spot to wrap up there. 
a pretty simple and straightforward trick, but something that can definitely add life, uh, add a little more balance to your aux tracks, make the, uh, what am I trying to say, the parallel drums a little more interesting than just just smashing them on another track. So homework for this episode, obviously, try this trick from Bob Horn. Do a pure aux track, a compressed aux track, and then a dirty aux track, and send everything to those inputs so they all run through the three, and then see if you like it or not. Yeah, just have fun. Like, figure out which which plugins sound cool doing it in parallel, like to your taste. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Some plugins might not sound good in parallel, and others might sound amazing. So experiment, figure it out. See if you, honestly, you might not even like the trick. You might just like duplicating your track and then smashing the shit out of it. So it's up to you. And like we talk about all the time, that's the beautiful thing about music is there's no right or wrong way to do it. There's just what sounds good and uh, what you prefer and what your artists prefer. So. Cool beans. Well, we will go ahead and end the episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for subscribing. We love you. We appreciate you. We could not do this without you. Join the music. Join the music. Join the mixing music <laughs> Discord if you haven't already. You would think after I've done these for almost two years, I would get them right every time, but I still mess it up. Yeah, you're already uh, checked out. You're done. <laughs> join the mixing music discord if you haven't already links.dkmixes.com for all of dk's cool free and helpful stuff and dkmixes.com forward slash videos for all of dk's twitch and youtube goodies and don't forget we are sponsored by and partnered with tegler audio so if you want to get some super dope analog gear that sounds as good as it looks no looks as good as it sounds and it sounds amazing use code mmpod for 10 percent off on tegler audio thanks again for listening everyone and uh this Ooh, time we're I gonna have it? james oh. yeah we're gonna have james do the honor of signing off signing us off so james with that sign us off uh stay saucy people and keep mixing those those mixes so many amazing free plugins available for download right now to help you with your production and mixing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash plugins to download and get access to a bunch of free and premium plugins on Plugin Boutique. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. The Mixing Music Podcast is proud to say that we have a lot of free resources outside of the actual podcast. Visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash links to find access to our free PDFs and free resources.